I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. That's Gina's music. Good job. Thank yeah. you. I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, what did, what did we just watch? We watched Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Say it. Say it one more time. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Hard. Walk, walk Hard. hard. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It was really good. What 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 a dark horse. What I did not expect this. What a curveball. I did not either. I looked at this and I was like, "Oh, this is just some dumbass movie." Like um there was some other movie that was kind of like a crappy biopic and I was or parody and I was like, "This is going to be the same thing." It was not. John C. Riley knocked it out of the park. What a legend. I mean, he's already a good actor to begin with. Like, if you only know him from, like, the, sh- like, silly com Yeah, he's good. He's a good at, like, silly comedies and whatever. But, like, if you only know him from, like, the shitty things, like that new Holmes movie, like, he's actually a legitimately good actor that was nominated for, like, a Tony and, like, used to be thought of as a dramatic actor. Yeah. He's so he's really good and he's so good in this. I heard I had heard a few good things about Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I but I just was told that it was surprisingly good. I knew nothing about it coming in. No, because that could mean one of two things. It could be like, oh, it was like really good, or it was like, oh, it was so bad. Like I was shocked at how good it was. Like I had a good time kind but of thing. But let me tell you, this movie had me busting a gut. In Stitches. I. It, it, All right. So here's the here's the plot. <laughs> Let's just jump into this. So here's the plot. It is a oh, parody so of music biopics, especially around the time that this was coming out in the early 2000s. You had things like Walk the Line, which is like mainly what it draws from, which is the Johnny Cash biopic, and um, Ray, which it also draws a lot from, which is about Ray Charles. And then it also pulls from so many other famous artists like like Elvis Presley and um, the Beatles the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Sonny and Cher oh, what was and, the one guy that talks funny that they did oh Bob Dylan yes thank you oh my god that was so funny he sounded just like Bob Dylan um, but it's a parody and it goes through like all of the beats of a of a biopic where like it starts out of him as a child and then he suffers like a terrible traumatic event and they they, they they really made a fantastic parody. Oh, of it. it was so good. It, it's so and he just like grows up, he like magically has like an ability towards music and then he gets like his big break and suddenly he gets everything that he wants and he has 800 children. <laughs> yeah. And many wives. 
and a star-studded cast of friends and family. And a monkey. And a giraffe. giraffe. And a camel. Yeah. It was... Uh, so... We like this movie a lot. We really did. This is a movie that's like there's no irony in our in our tone when I say that we genuinely thought this was a really funny movie. The music as well. Music? Killed. It was amazing. Apparently it was written by the guy who did the music for things like Freaks and Geeks and Donnie Darko and mm. such of that like. Mm. The music was so good. And it was actual John C. Riley singing, which made it yeah. authentic. Apparently, I don't know if they if they made the part for him or if they just really liked him for it. But he apparently can sing and play guitar himself, so he did this, and like he was being funny in some of them. Hello. Hi. Good. Hi. I'm gonna die. We just had a. Uh... A custodian walk-in. We're, we're recording this right now in an empty classroom. In a college that we don't even go to anymore. <laughs> now, Alexa. Yeah? Imagine if that man walked in, let's say 30 minutes, <laughs> 45 minutes prior. I would kill myself. We would be arrested. Because let me explain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there are a few scenes in this movie where you get to see some there it is absolutely explicit. I don't we don't know if we accidentally watched either the theatrical version or the extended cut, but I gotta tell you, I'm gonna be completely explicit here. The amount of titties I saw and the a, amount of dicks. I saw a penis. There were so many shots of full on penis just in it your was, face. Well, to be granted, there was a lot of different titties. There was only one penis. There was only one right? penis. Only yes. one penis. The ratio was a little lopsided. Yeah, it's kinda like Game of Thrones. That's true. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but that's, I feel I've, it in my heart. I've seen season like. one. Oh. And I bought season two at a garage sale for a dollar. Ah. I haven't opened it yet. My brother says that the first two seasons are just softcore porn, and you can just pass through them, and you'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, yeah. It, <laughs> that, is, a, that is the Alexis Zamora review uh, of Game of Thrones. If that custodian walked in, though, during... Oh, my God. We were oh watching it, and we're like, imagine if a... Fucking professor walked in right now. I would have lost it. I, we're in the same classroom that I had my, <laughs> the same classroom I had last semester when I was still in school. I had my English ca capstone class, <laughs> so. You're really desecrating the memories here. Ah, oh, yeah, no, you don't need it. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> the memories were already desecrated. This entire building is desecrated. When I still went to this school, <laughs> this building was so different. At one point, I looked at CJ and I said, where did they put the bathroom? I think, a testament of how much I like this movie, I, I really do think I'm going to buy the soundtrack on Amazon, the yeah. physical soundtrack, so I can play it in my car. In his car. And that's a, that's a high honor considering the things that he has in his car. <laughs> I, I, I got Queen, I got Billy Joel, and I... I got a couple CDs of sexy sax music I got at Goodwill for like three bucks. It's wonderful. This movie had a lot of sexy sax music. It did! Yeah. All right, so should we talk about some of our favorite beats of this movie? Some of our favorite beats. 
Um, again, music was very good. I really, I mean, I've, I come from a family that loves Elvis, so I have, like, a lot of Elvis knowledge for whatever reason. Mm -hmm, and totally. I think that the Elvis Presley parallels were really funny. There's his first, like, quote-unquote, like, show in a club is in an all-black club, and they're like, we're sorry, you can't do this because you're a white man. And he's like... And he's 15. And he's 15, but he's still played by John C. Riley. <laughs> what an amazing joke. Yeah. Um... But he goes on the stage and he starts singing a song that's very obviously for a black man. And I was like, yep, that's that's Elvis Presley for you. <laughs> Just stealing black people's music in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And he's, he had the Elvis sound, too. He had the Elvis sound. He had the Elvis hair. It was funny because when, they're, when he's, like, recording for the first time and he's, like, auditioning, um, it looked just like Sun Records, like, where he... Um, recorded for the first time where he recorded that's all right mama and um ah. it was called uh yeah i actually went there last year it was really cool um the record label was called planet records instead of sun records i thought that was like very funny that was really the only artist that i knew that much in depth of so i could really appreciate that but i'm sure like if i also knew like a ton about johnny cash or a ton about Bob Dylan or any of those, I would have like really appreciated the little jokes too. Now, see, that's what I think is really cool. What this movie was able to achieve—that I'm not—I will come out and say it. Like everyone knows, I'm not that big of a music person. Yeah, you have sexy sax music in your car. <laughs> I, I'm real bad with with music, just in general with listening. Uh, I don't know lyrics to songs. I don't know songs in general. Um, <laughs> I don't know what music is. Yeah, and I, you know, I you're like that vine where the guy's like, "Is this music? I like it." Hell yeah! <laughs> so I, I, I'm not a big music person, but I don't feel like I missed out too much in this parody of the whole like music industry. Yeah, because it was like so I'm very sure there's accessible. stuff I didn't like. There's References I didn't get, yeah. but it was still hilarious, and there was still a coherent story I was able to follow. Exactly, it wasn't just it wasn't like other movies, like <clears throat> epic movie, um, or oh my god, scary movie, or something like that. Where if you haven't seen the movie, it's only specifically references from those movies. So like if you see them, you're kind of like totally. I don't what, like what's the joke here? I they, mean, they're not really jokes anyway. They, those they really are did well. Bit. They, they held the line of, like... It reminded me of, like, movies like um, like a Mel Brooks parody or, like, mm. Airplane or something like that, like a farce. That's a high, high compliment. Yeah, too. but it those was... Those are amazing It movies. was a parody, because nowadays when you say parody, parody is something like the scary movies. Yeah. When in actuality, you can make a parody of something and have, like, its own storyline and its own characters and still have jokes and references to, like other real life things but like it doesn't have to be only references it's like uh, Angie Tribeca I've I only I've only seen it. the first episode but I've been reading about it wow. it's a show like The Naked Gun really yeah interesting it is also Buck Wild ooh I love Buck Wild <sighs> this movie it was I really good we were laughing non like nonstop, and it was like every time like there would be a lull they would like hit you with something else insane they were consistent with giving laughs for a minute and it was mm -hmm. different kinds of comedy they mm -hmm. followed great like setup punches it yeah. was fantastic there the first the, uh, we, we, we both came in pretty much blind yeah the first five ten minutes we find out a big reason why it's rated r it's uh, very gory it's a shot of dewey cox as a little kid with his brother and they're out playing uh with machetes with machetes with their their holsters still they're still sheathed. 
and then in one accidental swing, it takes the, the leather holster off, and Dewey Cox slices his brother clean in clean half. Clean in half. Right and at the waist. And then you see, like, all the gore in it. It's funny because the top half of this child is still speaking to him and, like, being like, oh, shit, Dewey, you gotta go call Pa. And he's like, oh, holy shit. Dewey, when I'm gonna, I'm gonna die, Dewey, so you're gonna have to make music for the both of us you're now. You're gonna have to be good for the both of us. And one of the stupid things right after that, after they're grieving for his brother's death, he goes, Ma, I can't smell. <laughs> So a big, a big thing about Dewey Cox, his big tragedy, I know, <laughs> is that he lost his sense of smell, and it keeps coming up, and people are like, don't you want to stop and smell the roses? And he's like, I up, can't smell. It comes up the best ways, because yes. it's not it's not like- You forget about it? Exactly. And then it just comes back and hits you it's in the perfect. face, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot about the smell. And like, at the very last- that last like part of the movie, he's like seventy one. His he's made on again, off with again his wife, thousands of children. Yeah, and his on again, off again wife, Jenna Fisher, comes Amazing. and comes back, and they embrace, and he says just nonchalantly, "Did you shampoo today?" So, and she goes, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "I can smell it," and then there's a pause, and he goes, "I can smell it." He just starts smelling everything and crying. <laughs> Jenna Fisher's like screaming. It's a miracle. It was so good. Jenna Fisher is I, such a comi- is such a funny actress. Oh, she's amazing. And she's funny in the office, but I feel like she could also like be bigger as a comedian because she did really good. And also beautiful. Oh, she was she was fantastic. What a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the one of the scenes that got me the most the funniest scene for some reason it struck something in me dude was uh i would say in the middle of the movie dewey cox is um fighting with addiction like all musicians do you know uh, <laughs> as they do as they do as the musicians do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh jenna fisher comes back her name is darlene darlene that was the name of my grandma darlene comes back and uh they decide to go back together. And they start getting a little frisky, getting a little nasty, getting rough. And as this is happening, Alexa and I are talking, saying like, all right, we've seen tits and pee-pee before in this movie. Yeah. Are we going to see Jenna and, and John, John C. C. Riley's? Because I don't know if I was ready for that. No. And so as we were saying this, they cut to... Uh, An insert do we shot. <laughs> yes, explain it. They cut to an insert shot. <laughs> they show that, like, John C. Riley is about to take his shirt off, and then they cut to an insert shot of just these absolute rock-hard washboard <laughs> abs. And then they just immediately cut back to John C. Riley, and CJ lost his mind, started screaming. He got up and paused the movie so that he could stare out of a closed, blinded window and just laugh to himself for a solid five minutes. Listen, it was, it was perfectly timed because Alexa and I were just nonchalantly saying, like, oh, hold on, are we going to... Are we, Are they going to get naked? Uh, yeah, and then they, they answered our question they answered in our, the most perfect way. Did they answer your question, CJ, or did they answer your prayer? <laughs> <laughs> Your 
tears coming out of this man's eyes. It was so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got uh, <sighs> this movie. Oh, it was so good. The casting of, of like the famous people was so not right, and I think that was the point because it was so funny. The the Beatles. Oh my god, you're right. That's a perfect point. Yes. So the Beatles. The Beatles. Uh, I'm going to say the actors, and you're going to tell me which ones they are, because okay. I don't know if I could do it right. Okay. There was Jack Black. That's uh, that's Paul. And uh, Yes. And then uh, there, was, there was Paul Rudd. That was John Lennon. <laughs> uh, then, uh, I don't know his name, but he was the kid from Dodgeball. Or, or, yeah, he was one of the kids from Dodgeball. I don't, I've never seen Dodgeball. Oh man, Dodgeball's a good one. But I, I know what I there's. And then Ringo, there, I have no idea who Ringo is. Ringo, was. oh, you don't know Ringo? Yes, you do. You've seen him. And then the other one is George Harrison. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Pause the podcast. Well, I know, I know, like Ringo Starr, the person, but I don't know you the actor. Ringo. Let's see. Wow, that that. You know that feeling when you laugh so hard. Justin Justin Long was George Harrison. Yes, man. Justin Long. And then Jason Schwartzman was Ringo. You know him. He's been in like a bunch of things. I do know Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, he has been in Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah, he's been. There's a movie called The Overnight that I really like that he's in. This was a star-studded cast, and a lot of the times. It was just like the stars being there for a scene or two, and yeah. it was so funny, it so good. It was so good. Like we're raving, we're we're really just like. Frankie Muniz came in at one point <laughs> for no reason other than to be Buddy Holly for two lines, and I just looked at CJ and went, "Is is that Frankie Muniz?" We're just gushing this movie up so oh my much. God. Bernard Let's... from the Santa Claus was in it with a unibrow. Why? Alexa, here's a challenge now. This movie was. Well, I can't. We can't say a breath of fresh air, because that's not giving it enough justice. We no. really like this movie. It was a this, resurgence in the year two thousand seven for us. Honestly, because like a revitalization. Listen, happily never after. Mm. Garbage. TMNT. Mm. It's okay. It was fine. It was serviceable. Spider Man three. Mm. We ain't even gonna go there. Mm-mm. It was nonsense. Mm-mm-mm. This was good. It was mm-hmm. a good movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was slept on. So, Alexa, here's my challenge to you. Yes. I want you to critique it. Tell me one thing you did not like about one the movie. One thing that I did not like. Yes. I don't think I've watched it enough. I feel like I have to watch it a second time to like really Well, all right, it. guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, part two of the Dewey we'll, Cox story. We'll see you uh, in another 90 minutes. No, I want I want a critique. I want, critique. I'm going to try and think of one, too. Okay. Boop. Let's be pausing because mm-hmm. I can't think. Not enough penis. No, that's <laughs> incorrect. No. Um, <laughs> You're just giggling to yourself. Because we can't think of a critique. I know. Honestly, I feel, listen, I feel like if I watched it again, I would probably 
figure out like I would probably see like cracks in the foundation as they say but because I was just so thrilled to be watching a genuinely good and funny movie I like I don't have it I don't have poor things to say yeah which is very surprising I, for us. I think I would like I would have liked to have more Kristen Wiig okay yes yeah. okay they, I mean, I guess maybe that was the point that they dropped her character and like yeah. early on, but I would have liked to see more Kristen Wiig. I would have liked if, uh, so in the movie, he finally, at, towards the end, uh, reconnects with his vast amounts of children. Uh, I would have liked if the first child that came back that he plays catch with was another, you know, famous celebrity, because at that point it had been 20 plus years. And so, like, you know, give my boy Michael Sarah. I a, a knew you were going to say Michael Sarah. He deserves it. <laughs> all Honestly, right. Honestly, um, what's his name from Superbad was in this, too? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I, could, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name, but Jonah Hill. Yeah. What, he's, what, did he really do much before Superbad, which was also this year? Was he still like a little uh, budding baby? I think that was, I think that. This must have been his breakout year. Oh, my gosh. And at the end, they did a Star Wars reference with yes. all the dead Oh, my God. Members. All of the dead family members watching him from afar. And then Bernard dies in the middle of the audience and joins them to dance. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. And um, there was uh, Ed Helms was in this. So people, another it, office person. We can't just person. list the people. No, it's, I'm just saying there was like a lot of office for people from the office. There were 30 rock people. This was like a lot of people from like Saturday Night Live and that kind of. From the early 2000s. Yes. Like Harold Ramis was in this like classic, some classic Saturday Night Live with some new Saturday Night Live for, at the time. New. I, I genuinely, oh, it was very good. There was a line where I wrote it down because um, in uh, Dewey Cox's John Lennon period where he decides that what he wants, he wants to start making important music, like protest music, he's like, he's like, I just feel like, like I have to do something. And uh, Jenna Fisher is like, yes, the 60s are an exciting and important time. And he goes, there's something happening here. And what it means ain't exactly clear. And he just starts quoting that song. And oh my god, I lost it. See, that's the one that went just right over my head. It was so good. And there, like, I I like, you know, jokes that, you know, you, you can think about. Mm -hmm. Or, like, deep cut references. But god, I love stupid jokes. And at the end, Dewey Cox is, um, he, go, he walks into the bathroom to find his one friend who's addicted to drugs. He goes in and he tries to tempt him with erectile dysfunction medication. And he goes, no, I won't be giving in to the temptations. And then he tur Dewey Cox turns around and the real temptations, the group <laughs> is just singing there. And he goes, ah, the temptations, and like runs away. And that shit killed me. I love dumb shit like that. I want to, uh, I want to debut a new segment of this podcast. Okay. Since we were not able to really get any good critiques in there, uh, <laughs> I I went on Metacritic for the movie, and Ooh. I found some people that were able to get some critiques. Oh, okay. I haven't read them yet, but I will out loud for the first time hearing. Okay. 
This um, segment is called Let's Fight. <laughs> I dig it. Thank you. All right. Uh, this first one out of 100 gave it a three. <gasps> three. His name is Matt P. January 1st, 2008. So a year after the movie came out. Matt. If not for the hilarious Beatles moment and the Bob Dylan spoof, this movie would be nothing more than jokes told around the couch with a bunch of guys with beers in their hands and Dylan on the stereo. The movie might as well have a big sign that says, Laugh now! Every time a joke is on screen. I was disappointed, to say the least. Oh, I guess this man accidentally walked into a showing of epic movie. <laughs> yeah. Just keep I talking mean, up this movie that I hate that we're going to have to do one day. Listen. <laughs> The movie might as well have a big sign that says, laugh now every time a joke is on screen. That's its, its job. That's a joke. That means the joke works. <laughs> How dare that joke make me laugh. Derek P. gave it zero out of a hundred. Derek. These are like volatile reviews. Derek. This movie was awful. Oh, that's a good voice for Derek. The scene that forced us to stare at some guy's genitals Whoa. was about as painful as John C. Riley's jokes. Whoa! Mr. Riley, you were the reason Talladega Nights was awful. And you didn't keep me from vomiting throughout this flick. Derek. Derek P. did not like the P. Derek P. did not like the P, nor did he like the John C. No. I can't. That that man just has a personal vendetta against John C. Riley. Every time he sees him on the screen, he's like, God, that he, man. He just doesn't want to see, see the pee-pee. He made me look at the pee-pee, and he ruined Talladega Nights. The ballad <laughs> of Ricky Bobby. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Never mind. I oh. saw I saw an epic movie in oh. a comment on this God. from Rock F saying, light years ahead of typical parodies, as in Meet the Spartans, an epic movie, but still disappointing. Reminds me of Will Ferrell's movies, which generally contain a few inspired laughs among unbearably fat, flat scenes that seem to go on forever. Shit. Dude, we loved it. We loved it. Honestly, it was, and we watched the deleted scenes and we're like, oh yeah, they really trimmed the fat, because some of them we were like... Ugh. This is going on forever. But the movie itself was just, it was fantastic. It was so spot on. The music was genuinely good. There were, there were obviously some jokes that were like off color. You know, problematic faves. I mean, okay. So it was with the character as well. Yes. Like, oh, absolutely. There's a, in the special features of this, because I got the DVD. I bought the DVD on a little sidetrack. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to do a nice big old shout out to my local Rite Aid, which <laughs> today is Wednesday. Uh, it is officially closed. It had its last day Tuesday, yesterday. And the day before that, I went there. Everything was 90% off. And I got a couple DVDs that were made in the year 2007. Oof. Dewey Cox, the Walk Hard story. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story was one of them. <laughs> And I got it for 60 whole cents, and it was wonderful. 60 whole cents. It was the best 60 cents I ever spent. Honestly. You know uh, what? That gives you money to buy the soundtrack. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to do it. Get where, that prime. Get where it was I going with this? I kind of lost it. What was, we were, we before were I was going to talk. Oh, special features. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so enthralled. We've reached nirvana. <laughs> Special features. They have a full soundtrack. Uh, there's songs that were created and made, but they did not put in the movie, and so we watched a couple of them. Ooh. One of them uh, has Dewey Cox, the character, singing about uh, 
mulattoes. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. No? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's what it's called. It was... It was... It sure was a song that a white man should not be singing. Exactly. <laughs> Same with the opening, or not the opening song, one of the first songs that he sang mm-hmm. that was parodying El- uh, Elvis Presley. Um, there were songs, though, that were just generally, like, really good. Walk Hard. Walk Hard was a genuinely good song. I'm, that's going to be stuck in my head. Just The ending going, song, too? I can, I can just hear him going, Hard, Walk Hard. I don't know the. Good. I don't we know don't know the rest. Yeah, no. Well, you gotta get the soundtrack. Well, yeah. We, <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> On air, doing it. I'll do it. Oh my god. Amazon.com. Holy shit. Uh, walk hard. While he's doing that, there, let's also talk about the bonus Christmas song. That was <laughs> "Everyone Wants Cox for Christmas." Um, that I cannot wait until it's Christmas so I can bump that song. Uh, out of my car and use it as an Instagram caption for no, Christmas. A- no, Amazon. I don't want to buy the vinyl. Are you... Wait. You don't? I don't... Well, how am I going to play a vinyl? You get a record player. That's a lot of movie for... For Walk Hard? It's worth it. I want to listen to it in my car. I don't want to get the vinyl. <laughs> do you already have a record player? Of course I do. There you go. Uh, I can buy it new for $8.98. Oh, hell yeah. With Prime? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's Amazon's choice. Free shipping. Do you have any reviews here? I have a vendetta against Jeff Bezos. Okay, uh, one song. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I have a vendetta against Jeff Bezos. I almost skipped right over that. I hate him. I hate Jeff Bezos so much, dude. Oh, what? wow. I mean, aside from all of the problems, like, oh, the fact that he can't treat his workers well and the fact that he's a okay, billionaire yeah. asshole... But the fact that he named his stupid robot Alexa? (laughs) Fuck you, dude. I want to specifically become some sort of computer engineer and create an AI and just name it Jeff. Fuck you. And I'll be like, Jeff, what's the weather like? And it'll sound like him, too. And if you want to address him formally, you'll call him Jeff Bezos and nothing else. And then you can ask him for his dick pics and he'll give it to you. That's a deep cut. Alexa, are you okay? I hate Jeff Bezos. (laughs) I hate him so much. That man ruined my life. I'm going to sue him one day for emotional damage. I have to sign into my Amazon account. Fuck you, Jeff. Sue him for emotional damage. I am. I'm going to get all of his money. All of the money that his wife didn't already take from him. How rough was it being an Alexa when he came out with an Alexa? Fucking annoying. I can't tell you how many people that, like, just meet me, they're like, oh, oh, that must be so hard for you. That must be so annoying. You know what's annoying? That he stole my name. Nobody's fucking named Siri. If you are, I apologize. (laughs) But, like... Why don't you just fucking call it Echo? I don't understand. I That's hate true it. Too. Just yeah. call it Echo. It's called an Amazon Echo. Why did you name it Alexa? And then every time I would be at work, especially when I still worked in retail, somebody would be like, hey, one of my coworkers would be like, hey, Alexa, can you do this? And some dumbass customer would be like, oh, you have an Amazon Alexa here? Yeah, you, we have an Amazon Alexa, and it's going to go into the back and get you a large. Shut up. <laughs> I hate that thing, and I hate Jeff, my arch nemesis. 
Siri is a Scandinavian female given name. Mm. It is short form for Sigrid, Old Norse origin, literally meaning beautiful victory. That's beautiful. I would still go by Sigrid, though. Like, you can't go by anything else when you're named Alexa. That's the whole thing. It's not like I'm Alexandra or Alexis, even though that's what people call me anyway, and I answer to it because it's been 24 years of that, and I'm just used to it. Hold on. Um, hard stop. Hard stop right now. Oh, what? I'm nervous. I, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. I just, we just, I just... What did you do? Alexa, I just stumbled onto something that doesn't make sense in my head, and I'm trying to... I'm scared. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. All I did, after buying, you know, the soundtrack on Amazon... Oh, of course. Um, I, I typed in people named Siri, right? And then I went to Wikipedia. Yeah. Under the people tab, I'm looking at the names. Okay. Uh, there's only, like, eight names. Mm -hmm. Siri Berjerk, Siri Broach Johansson, Siri Doken... Siri Hustved, Siri Lindsay, Siri L N Nielsen, Siri Stringbird Feroce. But there's a Siri Von Essen. Shut up! Shut up! There's You're a lying to me! Look at my phone. Oh my god! Oh my god. I, oh, oh my god, CJ. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, uh. Oh my god! That's my last name. She's a Swedish actress and wife of August Strindberg. Uh, uh, you have you have a famous Swedish actress cousin named Siri. What are the odds we just we just stumble on to this? Oh my this? god. Or um, you did. She <laughs> Oh, she's a looker. She died in 18 or 1912. Sigrid Siri Sophia Matilda Elizabeth von Essen. Shut up, she could be your descendant. She was a Swedish-speaking Finnish noblewoman and actress. Her oh, acting her. career spanned about 15 years, during which time she appeared in a number of plays that the Swedish dramatist, dramatist and writer August Stringberg wrote specifically for her. Good for her. She died at 61, which I feel like is, is kind of a long time. Her eyebrows point. look manlier than my own. Uh, can you see them? They're very close she to She died in eyes. Helsinki. She was the daughter of the noble Finnish-Swedish Captain Landover and nobleman Carl Reinhold von Essen and Dude. Elizabeth Charlotta Indibito. She married Major Baron Carl Gustav Rangel Asfsaus. What? Oh my, what are you saying to me right now? I don't know, but she, like, this, this how, did, how, did we, how did we stumble into this? I don't know. We went, we went from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, to talking about buying the soundtrack on Amazon from Jeff Bezos to you and... Jeff Bezos' history with Alexa, to comparing it to Siri, to me typing in Siri on Wikipedia, to people defining. Walk hard, the Siri Von Essen story. Walk Siri, the CJ Von Essen story. I don't understand. <laughs> we've come, we've totally derailed. The train is off the rails now. She, she debuted at the Royal Dramatic Theater in Stockholm. What is happening? In 1877. Am I okay? I feel like I had a stroke midway through the movie. Hey, man. And I in, haven't recovered. In 1889, she played the title role of Miss Julie in... Mm, <laughs> Spell it, it out. Uh, M-M-E space X. Oh, you gotta say that now. Me X in... <laughs> The stronger. <laughs> you saying that? You're like me X. Me X. Me X. Do 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 do.
do 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 I have no idea. I don't know why I did that. That didn't work at all. No, I'm kind of like I'm short circuiting. You're right. I don't see everybody and it's kind of blowing me. We've lost it. We've lost the purpose. We've lost the point. You know what Siri sounds like? Sinks. That was a big point in Dewey Cox. Yeah, you're trying to get us back on track. I'm, I'm still trying. reading this Wikipedia page. We will never turn back. This has become the Siri Von Essen podcast. Every Siri Von Essen play. She wrote articles for newspapers. She translated plays. Damn. She, also, she gave concert recitals. <laughs> in, in 1978, Swedish author... Pear Olive Inquist premiered his Stringberg-focused play The Night of the Tribades, in which Siri Von Essen is a key character. Now, like, see, like, I wouldn't be as blown away if my last name was anything but more, Essen. you know, more common. But Smith. Do you, I don't know other Von Essens, really. There's a Max Von Essen that's on Broadway. Sweden, apparently. Uh, long Are you time Swedish? ago. Uh, I am very European. The, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, uh... <laughs> Surprise! I'm Caucasian. <laughs> oh my God! What am I? What am I doing? <laughs> You've lost your fucking mind, dude. First he has to pause the movie to stare out into nothing and laugh, and now he can't get over his great 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 grandmother, Siri. Well, secret. Well, here's here's another thing, Alexa. Yeah. <clears throat> um. My. My, my a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Moss. Yes. He, he's the one that kind of recommended this movie and gave me good uh, recommendation. Good man. Yeah, he told me it was a good movie. Yeah. He's also someone that um, has particular interest in genealogy and oh family God. trees, and so he willingly took time out of his life to like do my own family tree. That's adorable. For fun, and so I learned a lot about my family that way. Well, how about Siri? Where is she in your family I, tree? I, I I'm going to. I'm going to call him. Tune in next time to when we find out about C.J. Von Essen's historical lineage. Oh, my God. We're calling him now? Yeah. No. I'm calling him right now. What is happening to this podcast? I, Alexa, I'm so derailed right now. Hello. Hey, Matt. What's up? How you doing, dude? Um, doing Okay. A lot just happened right now. Uh, say hi to Alexa first. Alexa, hi, Matt. Hi, it's nice to meet you over the phone. Uh, hi, Alexa. Nice to meet you. Oh. We're, we're recording the, the Every Comedy in 2007 podcast. Oh, right now? Yeah. Uh, but this isn't about that anymore. He probably thinks like, oh, I like the movie. He wants to know my opinion. No. But that's I, I, not what we're here for now. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> God damn it, man. I did not hang up. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, thank God. I got a notification <laughs> then. Hey, okay. um, so listen. Uh, how do I... Uh, we're, we got derailed. I ended up buying the soundtrack to uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story on Amazon, right? Just follow yeah, along with me. that's a common problem. Yeah, just, just follow along. Uh, that's the beginning. I, I bought the soundtrack. We were talking about Amazon. Alexa brought up her hatred... To Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, because her name is Alexa. And of so, course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She went on a whole tangent. She said uh, something along the lines of like, "Why couldn't he just named it Siri or or Echo or something like that?" Like, sorry, like no one's named Siri. And so, right. As she's going on in this tangent, I, I 
decided to go on my phone on Wikipedia and I typed in uh, people named Siri just to see. And there was a list of like maybe eight, you know, people that were wide known enough to be named Siri that put on Wikipedia, right? Right. Out of like the eight names, uh, one of them was Siri Von Essen. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> Do you believe that? I don't. Isn't that wild? That really is wild. And so we're, we're, I just looked at her complete Wikipedia page. She was a Swedish actress, died 1912. Oh uh, she, she did all sorts of things. Right I, I, I explained to Alexa how you, you recommended Dewey Cox, and you also did my uh, geneal genealogy tree. Yes. What a crazy random happenstance. I want you to find my connection to Siri Von Essen. Uh, I don't think there is any, but I will let you know. Please. Tune in. Please do. She, you can find, she has a Wikipedia page, dude. It's very interesting. I, <laughs> I wonder how she got to Sweden. She was already in Sweden. Yeah, I, she, she was started just, there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Because <laughs> you know your name is not Swedish. Yeah, I know, it's German. <laughs> But not I, too far off. It's wild. I, I'm, that is very weird. And so now I decided to call you and let you in on this information. Thank you. I appreciate of it. Of course. Um, <laughs> so you liked the movie? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, okay. it was so good. I'm glad. Thank you for endorsing it. Of course. I bought it the soundtrack. Might be one of the best movies of 2007. It honestly, as of right now, it is. Definitely. <laughs> the bar was not that high. It, no. <laughs> but. Regardless, it still was good. <laughs> Looking at the list we have, I'm not sure if what what could top it. I don't know either. I mean, you never know what's going to surprise you. It's That's true. true. This is true. It was really good. There's some heavy hitters on there still. Yeah, epic movie. Oh, epic movie. <laughs> um, oh so, yeah, that one. I just wanted to let you know on that information and see if you can find my relation to Siri. Okay, well... Uh, I probably can't, but if I can, I will certainly let you know. Thank Godspeed. God. Thank you. Godspeed. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to hang up now, Matt. All right? Okay. Have fun with the rest of the recording. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All bye. right. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> anyway, how do you feel? Confused and hungry. Yeah, you, all you did was eat a little bit of snack. Mostly confused. Yeah. I had a calzone that was incorrect. <laughs> I asked for a mac and cheese calzone, which you can only get in one place, and it's the pizza place by our old school. And I came to this school, and I opened up my calzone, and there was no mac and cheese to be found, only ham. Alexa snapped to the microphone. She started staring at it, piercing through the, the mic. And I, just didn't went, I had a calzone that was wrong. I didn't blink. I'm very upset. But then I watched the Dewey Cox story and it made it better. I walked hard. I also walked hard. Dewey, Dewey Cox walked hard so that we could run harder. God bless you, Dewey. Can we talk about... Um, I don't know. <laughs> Alexa, I'm going to be real honest with you. Yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> you need to take a breather? No. You need, do you need to take a walk? Hard? A hard walk? You need to take a hard walk? 
You need to take a sip. You need to take some LSD. <laughs> with the Beatles. With Jack Black as Paul McCartney. Oh, he's walking away very hardly. It's a hard walk. There he goes. Hard walk hard. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> there are tears. We're, we're, we're in school. Yeah, we graduated. Well, I graduated a long time ago. Well, two years ago. You graduated like two weeks ago. You're still a baby. These podcasts always just end up being a fever dream. Yeah. They always just end up being a fever dream. Well, yeah. Well, now you're in my shoes last week, except you weren't all medicated. This is just you sober and coming to sobering truths in your life. Every time someone's going to be like, hey, Siri. I'm going to be like, hey, wait. That's my grandma. I know her. <laughs> I know her. Don't you talk about my grandma that way. Hey, Siri. Do you mean the Swedish actress? Siri Von Essen. <laughs> Married to Arthur Strickland. Sigrid. Sigrid? August Sigrid? <laughs> uh, do you have any final thoughts about Dewey Cox? I mean... It was good. The cast was awesome. It was well cast. It was well written. It's not going to be the first Judd Apatow movie that we're doing this year or this I really like the duet song. Duet. Yes. Duet. Also known as Do It. It had a lot of innuendos. I liked the one about, um, what's the one? Going to prison. What was that called? Oh my goodness. Guilty as charged. That was a very Johnny Cash one. Loved that. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. That's a good song. John C. Riley was a good singer, but I knew that from uh, Chicago when he sang Mr. Cellophane and brought me to tears. Good movie. There was also this running joke where every time he got upset, he ripped a sink out of the wall. Yeah. It was funny every time. It did not stop being funny. Why is... Out of all the names in the world, we just oh my god picked Siri and just randomly well, wanted to go on Wikipedia and because I went on a tangent as I do. Yeah, no, I understand, <laughs> but like, how, what? How did we just? It, it just was too perfect. Just like when John C. Riley took off his shirt and there were abs oh there. My. His abs were too perfect. <laughs> The abs were too perfect. The abs were too perfect. Jenna Fisher is just too perfect of a human being. She's adorable. At one point, she ran out of a room, and she looked like she was prancing like a fairy because she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not contributing a lot of this conversation. That's okay. I'm trying to drive it because you're... you're, you're I'm having you're a in moment. A, you're in a, some sorts. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> What's going to happen next time? Are, are we going to... Go on another tangent and find out you're related to, like, some general in Austria. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds for us? Who knows what the future of the past year of 2007 holds for us? (laughs) This wasn't a good episode. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) I, 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 um... All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really. Okay. I'm sorry. He's so but, whacked out. Do you want to pause? I, I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to get my head back into Dewey Cox. Do you want to pause? Uh, sure. 
Should we? Take a pause. Well, <laughs> this is a genuine question. No, I... I guess so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm going to keep recording. And we'll just pause for we'll a little bit. We'll just take a minute. Take a deep breath. We'll Hi, listen, how you doing, Alexa? We'll listen to some ASMR. <laughs> You're going to do some ASMR? Howdy, my name is Dewey Cox. Oh, no. Everybody wants a cock for Christmas. <laughs> I have some foil here. Foil was invented when Dewey Cox was alive. <laughs> now I'm going insane. You, you stood up. You're hunched over the mic. Crinkling foil, and you said foil was invented when Dewey Cox was. A, you're probably right. He was born in the 30s. Does this relax you? Have you ever done ASMR before? No, this is my first time. I am an ASMR virgin. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Ooh. Siri. Oh God. What's your great great grandmother doing? Oh no, I don't want to get rid of that tab. No, keep that forever. I'll just be here tapping on this bottle. Yeah, no, of course. For the tinkles. How many episodes did it take for CJ and Alex to lose their minds? Well, for me it was three. And I for lost. Me, it was four. Aww. What? No, I mean, like, that, that was a beautiful moment. <laughs> Walk hard, hard, down life's rocky road. I don't know the melody to this. <laughs> Walk bold, hard, at my creed, my cold. I've been sworn and slandered and ridiculed too. Had to struggle every day my whole life through. Seen my share of the worst that this world can give. But I still got a dream and a burning rage to live. Do you think he did the ghost face killer version? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For talking about that. Yeah, um, there were, there were cameos. We're back in it. Yeah, okay. No, we're good. We're snapping, snapping. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. I just slapped myself in the face. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. We're back in it. We're yeah. back. We're okay. Mm -hmm. Totally. Welcome back. Yep. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of cameos in this movie of like, aside from like cameos of actors playing other roles, there were like actual actors or there were people playing themselves, including... Ghost face killer question mark from the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, <laughs> you know how much I love the Wu-Tang Clan. Do you actually? I couldn't name any of them. Wonderful. I'm like 2% milk. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, I'm 25 Italian, 
The rest is pretty much British and then two percent milk. Italian, you can, I mean, you're still white, but Italian, you, you get tan. You have olive skin tones, especially yeah, once you get further down, further down south. Yeah. 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 So there's that. So gold face killer. Ghost face. Go- ghost face. Gold, gold face. Fuck me. Oh my god. Fuck me. Like the Jabberwockies where they wear those gold masks. Uh, oh, that was so good. I messed up. Was he? Did what was his name? Go, nuts, little little nutsack. Nut little little nutsack. Nut they were like, at the end, they're like pitching the fact that Ghostface Killer as Lil Nutsack <laughs> is um, doing a remix to Walk Hard, and at first they're like not really into it, and then the um, the guy who's like the grandson of the original producer. Um, who produced or who financed Dewey Cox, whose name was Dreidel Lehigh. Um, with his like, buddy Mazeltov. With his buddy, buddy Mazeltov. Um, he was like, he's like, I, what do you mean? He's like, Cox and Lil Nutsack is the perfect package. I was like, <laughs> that was so dumb, but so good. It was a great joke. So clever. Um, wow. I think... I think it's time. I think it's time for you and I to leave and walk hard. Imagination. <laughs> the candy man can, and he does it with a smile. Makes the whole world good. Nothing makes me feel crazier than that fucking song. <laughs> Oh, tell you what. Oh God! Why is that? I don't know. It makes me feel. Nervous. You don't like that song? You know why I associate it with I associate it with Madagascar when they when <laughs> um <laughs> when Ben Stiller the the uh, lion Alex the lion hits his head and uh, hallucinates the Candyman. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies growing Buck up. Buck Wild. So good. Yeah. Um. So on the list. Of 2007 movies, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. it may be a surprise, but Dewey Cox is number one on this list. Oh, as of right now? Yeah, as of right now. 100% is 100%. replaced Hundo. TMNT. Yeah. It was a genuinely good movie. I it highly was, recommend it. It was our first rated R movie, our first movie that was yes. actually flat out comedy. Yeah. Not just like animation, children's adventure. Action. You know. Yeah. It was, it, was a fl- it was a straight up comedy. It was. Really, really good. Uh, I it was slept on. It was like the the critics. It was reviewed very well, especially well. It just didn't make a lot of money because it came out on the same weekend of like Sweeney Todd and like other shit. And in oh, fact, wow. yeah. And in fact, John C. Riley was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy in a Comedy or Musical, which I guess this was technically both. But he actually got beat out by Johnny Depp in. Uh, Sweeney Todd, which I feel like there was better ones. Jonathan Depp. Jonathan Deppford. Doesn't feel right. I don't think that's his name. I just made it up. Um, But yeah, I think this is definitely the best one. I highly recommend it. As of right now, there's another movie that's kind of like this called Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, which was an Andy Samberg movie that came out a couple years ago. Oh, yes. Which had the same problem. It was reviewed really well, but like nobody saw it. And and now it's like kind of having a resurgence and everybody's like, oh, this was like a really funny movie. Why did we not care about it a couple years ago? I want this to happen with Walk Hard. I want people to start watching it and being like, holy shit, this is funny. I even read a, a 
Rolling Stones article where somebody was like, it's very suspicious that this movie came out criticizing bio, musical biopics, and then after that, people were trying very hard to not be a stereotypical biopic. Also, un- kind of related, I saw Rocket Man this past weekend, oh. which is a musical biopic about Elton John. Very, it very, good? very good. Oh my God, yes, highly recommend. I love Elton John. Would you compa- like compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, yes, kind of. I I would, even though they're kind of different because Elton John's is a is a musical. It's not like a movie with music. Oh. It's a straight up musical because okay. of course it's Elton John. He's yeah. got to be as extra as possible, which was it. good. It worked to his favor. So even though it's kind of they're kind of different genres, I think uh, Rocket Man did a much better. Uh, it did a much better job. I it is partially because Elton John is still alive and so he does have a lot of say over what happens and he refused to censor himself. People were like, you need to make a PG-13. Elton John was like, fuck you, I'm making it rated R. They're like, you can't have gay shit. He's like, fuck you, I'm a gay man. I'm gonna have all the gay shit that I want. Um, Meanwhile, Bohemian Rhapsody was very censored Mm -hmm. and overly edited and not good. Good critiques. Thank you. But I brought up Rocket Man because it is very different from a stereotypical biopic movie. You see, that just means Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story changed the way the music industry... the fucking game, dude. ...does their thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just want to thank you, Dewey Cox. Thank you, Dewey Cox. And, um, I'll say it. I love Cox. I love Cox. Yeah. Well. I hope you guys uh, were able to push through this episode. We're so sorry. This is mainly nothing. You're either gonna love it or hate it. It's very divisive. Um, I don't know if I love it or hate it. I'm I'm not gonna be able to. My entire drive back home, I'm just gonna be thinking of Siri. Oh, rest in peace. We got a legend. We got more DVDs already bought, and purchased, ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. So uh, you know, as long as uh. Our college keeps having empty classrooms <laughs> for the summer <laughs> and giant television screens. Oh, it's so nice. I felt like I was watching this in a movie theater. It was very good. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be pumping out some episodes. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, plug, uh, let's plug that. Let's plug good, the good. socials. Um, so we are on Instagram and Twitter as every 2007 comedy. Follow us there. We post pictures, videos. I was thinking about posting a poll to see who would win in a cage match between Michael Sarah and um, and uh, Tobias Vincent oh, McGuire. Oh, come on, come on, Michael Sarah, 100. I I I, I, I stand Michael Sarah. We stand. But, uh, you know, fun things like that. Follow us there. Uh, we are on Spotify. And we were just recently put on iTunes. So rate and review us on there because, uh, you know, we get popular from rating and reviewing. Oh, yeah. Please love us. And, <laughs> and thank you very much to Gina Royale for letting us use her album 20-something or her uh, song 20-something off her album Yellow. Stream it, Spotify, iTunes. It's fantastic. It's amazing. She just played in Nashville. Memphis. Memphis. Tennessee. Tennessee. Definitely Tennessee. It was awesome. She's so talented, and she's going to be famous one day. So you guys can be like, well, I already knew her song already. I'm ready to watch her biopic. Oh, yes. 
I hope it's uh, Walk Hard, the Gina Royale story. Ah, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> We'll see you all in 2007, I hope. <laughs> oh, 07.